Welcome to the Next Level Woman podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa Hart, the results manifestation coach for women. I am on a mission to help them just like you to break through your limiting beliefs, your old programming and paradigms to truly manifest a life that you want, not what everyone else in your world and in society tells you that you should have, but what you want. You are in for such a treat because what we're going to be doing in this show is to help you unlock the secrets to manifesting that life. Where those secrets exist, they exist in your mind. And our goal through these episodes is to really help you unlock the secrets to take your life to the next level to manifest a life that you love. So whether you want more money, more freedom, to have more impact, better relationships, you want better health, happiness, whatever your goal is, we are here to support you in achieving it. Tune in to this podcast every single week like it's your job, because I promise you, it's going to create massive change in your life. So let's do this. Welcome back to The Next Level Woman. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa Hart. And today I'm super excited because I have someone's energy I, I know you'll enjoy, Rita Suzanne. And let me just read her bio. It's, it's pretty interesting. I don't want to miss anything. So since 2014, Rita has helped coaches and creatives with branding and all things websites. And she helps them automate their business and marketing using simple but effective conversion strategies to achieve time and financial freedom. Rita Suzanne is a digital strategist who helps coaches and creatives. And she helps them to automate their business and marketing using simple but effective conversion strategies to achieve time and financial freedom. She's the creator of Mom Owned and Operated, a support community and podcast for mom business owners, where she interviews other moms about raising their families running their business, and remembering themselves. Rita combines over 15 years of business and marketing experience. Due to several life changes in 2020, she's dedicated to helping other women create a profitable business without sacrificing themselves in the process. She's been featured in business, branding, and design podcasts, blog interviews, and summits. When she's not helping other business owners, she's working on upgrading herself learning new things, and serving up no-nonsense business advice. Don't worry, she does take breaks from her business life to focus on her four children, her burgeoning coffee addiction, and wearing a whole lot of comfy clothes. I love that. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Lisa. My pleasure. So I love to start out just by asking, tell us your story. How did you get to be doing what you're doing now? Well, uh, it's such a long story, so I will try to condense it a little bit, but um, I started my business almost eight, eight, eight years ago, and what prompted, this is my third business, actually, so I started, you know, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I didn't know what I wanted to do when I grew up, but I knew that I did not want to continue to work in a corporate environment. And so for five years, I had infertility and I was trying to get pregnant and I was working at these companies that didn't really have really good insurance. And so 
I was just kind of like self-diagnosing and going to the doctor and saying, Hey, can you check me for this? Can you check me for that? But then I finally got a job at a commercial real estate company and their insurance was really good. And it covered like 90% of everything. And I was able to go see a infertility specialist. And so shortly after that, my first son was born and that when I had to drop him off at daycare, oh my gosh, I was like crying. I was so distraught. I was so upset that I had to leave this little boy that I wanted so badly for all these years. And I had to leave him with stranger. Yeah. And so then I started while I was pregnant, I started, um, you know, like trying to research, what can I do? You know, what can I, <laughs> what can I, you know, do that? I can work from home, but I can still make a good salary or good income, you know, so that my then husband wouldn't make me go back to work, right? Because I wanted to be home with my sons. And I started to do um, like read a lot of blogs and listen to podcasts on my way to and from work. And one thing that I started to notice was that a lot of people all talked about their websites. They all needed websites. And so I just started teaching myself how to make websites. And then I had my second son. <laughs> so, um, and that happened really quickly without any assistance. And so I was like, okay, I have to stay now. Obviously I have to, to stay at this job because I have now two kids, but I was still researching, like, what am I, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? So I was playing with these websites and building them myself, crashing them, building them, you know, just, I took a couple of uh, courses and then I just started while I was working still. Um, I, I saw a couple of clients on the side, like, oh, I can do this. You know, if they can do this, I can do this. It's no big deal. And then my then husband, he got laid off from his job and we were living in Southern California. And so when he got laid off, I was like, I think this is the perfect time for me to quit my job, my cozy, comfortable job and uh, move across the country and start my business. And here I am now almost eight years later. So, I mean, there's so much more, but I want to give you a chance to sure, sure, <laughs> sure. So with all those variables, I'm sure you've had some challenges mm -hmm. along the way. Are there, can you think of a challenge or two that um, you faced that you were really at a crossroads and you could easily have just decided to go back to work, but you didn't. And give us an idea of what that was like in your strategy, your strategy for overcoming that challenge. So I would say when I first started I thought it was going to be a lot different than it really was, right? Um, I had a lot to prove to everyone, right? Because I have now quit my steady job and uprooted my entire family and moved across the country from California to Ohio. And so I basically was working nonstop trying to get clients like I'm going to get a client, but Honestly, even though I had worked with a couple of clients while I was in corporate, I didn't really have a process down. And even though I knew how to build websites, I didn't understand the branding that went behind them. Like why, 
is the visuals like this? Who is it geared towards? Like, what is it? I didn't understand the branding process. So then on top of trying to please these clients that I had promised all these things to, I was trying to learn and understand the branding concepts so that I could, you know, continue to be successful. So I'm like teaching myself and learning and doing all these things. Meanwhile, I have a three-year-old and a five-year-old sitting beside me who, um, who want my attention all day long. So needless to say, I was a entire wreck. And at that point, I probably could have just given up and say, okay, everybody's right. I should just go get a job and quit. But I wanted so badly to be at home with my boys that I just kept on going. I, I just, I just couldn't give up. And one of my uh, friends slash she's a coach. She told me, she said, your mindset is horrible. You need to work on your mindset. And so in hindsight, I see what it was is that, you know, when you work in corporate for so many years, you have a different mindset. And so I needed a lot of work. I needed a lot of self-care. I needed to do a lot more things, but I was so focused on pleasing my clients that I didn't care about me. You know, it was like really Mm -hmm. about, I want them to be happy and me, I'll take care of me after I prove to everybody that I can do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How did that work out? (laughs) Well, it, I mean, the not caring for myself, it didn't, you know, help. And so one of the things that she told me um, that I still practice is I needed to put little post-its up with, you know, positive affirmations so that they could um, sink in and help me because I had a lot of confidence um, issues. I had a lot of imposter syndrome because I didn't go to college to do design. I didn't do any of these things that, you know, a lot of other designers had done. And so I was just, you know, facing these issues. And then I had, uh, you know, my kids and I, in addition to that, I started journaling and I had a lot of trauma from when I was younger. I went through a very, you know, traumatic childhood and life. And so these are things that I was holding on to that I didn't realize that I was holding on to them. And so Uh I I always tell everybody, like, if you have any issues, like start a business because all of it is going to come out. Right. And if it doesn't, if it comes out and you don't tackle it, then you might as well just go get another, you might as well go get your job back, you know, or a different job, because if you don't face it, it's going to just keep laying heavy on you. That's so true. Yeah, it's, um, it is one of the best things about being an entrepreneur. I think mm-hmm. all the, the personal, all the personal yeah. development and self-discovery. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that helped me, the journaling helped me. And then the, um, thing that she, you know, emphasized was, you know, you're a business owner, so you need to actually project yourself as a business owner and, So that means you need to actually shower every day and take care of yourself a little bit better (laughs) (laughs) because I was rolling out of bed, praying that nobody wanted to get on a, at that time, Skype uh, call and see me on video because I was, you know, it it was not a good look. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
And how was your family supporting you emotionally at that point? Were they supportive or were they pressuring you to go get a job? Um, everybody was telling me that I should go get a job because I had two kids, even though my then husband, he was working, they were just so used to me being, you know, more, um, responsible, I guess you would say like more, you know, thinking about things, um, more in the future and planning and all that. And here I was, I just threw everything to the wind and said, Nope, I'm going to do this and I'm going to make it happen. And I'm going to care what it takes. I'm going to do whatever it takes. So that yeah, makes they, all the difference for some people, you know, just the decision mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. that was, that was one of your many forks in the road as I like to call them. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, um, luckily at that time, I joined a mastermind group with um, three other women. And even to this day, they're my best business friends, you know, so we would go in there and talk about all of our business things. How are we going to move forward with this? Um, But then our personal issues, like we were all starting at the same time. And so it was really easy for us to go in there. And I, I felt like that was so instrumental for me because I had a group of people who understood what I was feeling instead of my well-meaning family who was saying, um, you know, you need a job, you need to go back to work, you know, and, you know, like, you can't do this. This is not, this is not good for you. And so they're yeah, trying was, to protect you. And no, I get, that's why I yeah. say it, they were well-meaning. It was not, um, meant to be detrimental in any way, but they have a different mindset than we as entrepreneurs have. And so like, they just don't understand. Yeah. That's really common. Your closest family and friends end up sabotaging you because you, you look to them for approval, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you haven't done all your, your work. Right. Say, so a lot of people go back to, to a job and then they're okay. miserable there and then they muster the courage to head out again and mm-hmm. you know unless they've done some work then it'll just repeat itself over and over yeah because they really want to have that business right and they really want that freedom and like for a lot of us moms you know we don't want to have to ask for a time off to take care of our sick kid or use all of our vacation time on caring for our, our kids who are sick. And so I definitely understand why moms feel that guilt and that, that pull to be at home with their kids. I thought that I understood it before I had kids, but I didn't really understand it until then. So, and then, you know, just everything just changes and life, you know, just, just your priorities switch. Yep. You're exactly right. You see through a different lens then mm-hmm. it's so common. And it's interesting to see how people deal with that. And how about your kids? Are they supportive of you being a business person? I guess that's all they've ever known, right? Cause they're right. pretty young when you started. Yeah. So my boys, they, you know, obviously, like I said, when I started, they were about three and five. So they've been used to it. They have expressed that they don't like that I work so much or that I used to work so often because I was, I would say self-proclaimed workaholic. I've just always been a very hard worker and always want things to be to be done and to be done right. And so therefore I I will just work 
a lot and I really enjoy my work. And so that makes it hard for me to sometimes turn off, but they understand what I do and they, they like it. Um, last year in 2020, my sister passed. And so this is how I have two kids, two, four kids, because I only birthed two of them. My sister passed. And so I actually took custody of my nieces. And so I have um, my two sons and then my two nieces. And at this point, we're 11, 12, 13, and 14. So I definitely wow. have a house of hormones um, over here, but they're wonderful kids and, you know, they're, they're all good. And so the girls, they um, had to kind of get used to it because they weren't used to somebody like they were used to, if I'm home, then I'm not working. Right. And so I had to kind of show them and establish some boundaries. Like just because I'm here, I'm still working. <laughs> right. right. Like, not always, but you know, if I'm sitting behind my desk, that means that I'm working. So. Yeah. Like you said, just setting the boundaries and expectations. Mm -hmm. If you have a different area, putting a do not disturb, but it's harder with, with younger kids, but mm -hmm. yeah, you, you have teens and tweens, Ooh, mm -hmm. four of them. You do have a house of hormones. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. So yeah. Do you consider yourself uh, spiritual at all? Um, I would say more spiritual than religious. Oh, sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And do you have a morning routine? Um, so before I used to have a really clear established morning routine, which consisted of the miracle morning. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's a 30 minute practice that a lot of people like to do. And so it's um, five minutes of exercise, five minutes of visualization, five minutes of affirmation, five minutes of journaling. And there's two more, so it's slipping my mind, but there's five minutes. You do these quick routines in order to uh, get in the things that you would, mo you know, normally say that you're going to do and don't do uh, throughout the day. Um, but once everything changed in 2020. It's been really hard for me to get back into the practice because of, you know, having additional kids and I'm uh, divorced and divorced, divorced twice. So yeah, it's just been a huge transition for me to now just be a single mom of four. So my routine is basically get them up to get them ready for school, drink some coffee, and then get in the shower and get, get my day going. Got it. Well, maybe you could all do a morning routine. <laughs> I know I've been saying that I wanted to start back with the journaling at minimum because it was just so powerful for me and reflective. And um, I was able to accomplish so much through the use of journaling. And um, I would say, if anything, that's something that I would recommend to any new entrepreneurs is definitely journaling. And I, I think that sometimes people don't under, they don't know what to journal about, right? They're like, I don't even know what to write about. Like, what do you mean? And I think that a good practice with, if you're just starting journaling is to write about your ideal life, your ideal day, and be very thought, thoughtful and detailed in all the things that you are writing about. Right. They're journal prompts, but you're right. Just from the time you wake up and incorporating all the 
the senses, what you smell, what you see, what you feel, mm-hmm. what you hear, who's there with you. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of that. Um, I like to journal after I meditate. I have this um, quantum leap ritual meditation mm-hmm. that I like to do for 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then I write all the things that little downloads that come in. Mm-hmm. It's a way of uh, tapping in uh, to spirit. So, yeah. That And that was one of the other things with the, with the miracle morning was meditation. I am, it's so hard for me because I can't turn my brain off. Right. But um, you know what they say, slowly, just do it slowly and it will, it'll get easier. It's true. There um, are a couple from Dr. Joe Dispenza. It's a morning and evening mm. um, meditation and I do love them now. I do. But at first I, when someone recommended it, them, I was so fidgety because it takes them several minutes to get you into that hypnotic state before you go through the actual guided meditation. Mm-hmm. It was torture, absolute <laughs> torture. <laughs> but then once you get used to it, you, um, you just, right. you, you like just it. surrender to it because, because when you get out the other side of it, oh, wow, you just mm-hmm. feel so much better, mm-hmm. so much better. And it's a good way to, to open yourself up for, um, yeah, divine inspiration. Right. So, right. Yeah. It's worthwhile to power mm-hmm. on through. So, yeah, you are really a thriving superstar, I think. <laughs> what do you especially like to do with your clients these days? So, what I've noticed is that, you know, I can make the most beautiful websites and landing pages and sales pages and everything. But what I've noticed is missing is my clients don't really know what to do next. And so what I've started doing, instead of just jumping into a website and branding, what I've started to do is what I call the marketing map. And so it really just helps them get a strategy on what they need to do, how they can automate their business and take a lot of this load off of them so that they're not overwhelmed and burnout because see, I know burnout all too well. Right. And so especially after getting two extra kids, I had to figure out how to do my way and my business in a way that would work for me. So um, once I figured out all of this automation and these things, like really just honing in and focusing in on your one marketing strategy. And I know that everybody says that and they're like, oh, but I have to be everywhere. But what happens is that becomes overwhelming. So you can get the most gorgeous website ever, but if you're not driving traffic to it, it's pretty pointless. And so people often put their marketing to the back. And so by doing the marketing map, I'm able to like really say, okay, well, maybe we don't need a 10 page website to start out. Maybe we just need a one pager and then we can focus in on your funnels and how your website is actually going to generate you some income versus building out this website that you don't even really need at this point. So that's what it, we're, I'm doing now and focusing in on then, you know, helping with is the marketing and the automation. Got it. So you help them with the strategy then you're also skilled to be able to set up the yes. funnels and the things that. Yeah. So I'll implement after like I'll do the marketing map is is good at like them the marketing map is so in depth that they could take that and you and do it themselves 
or they can pay somebody else to do it, or they can pay me to do it. So I make it very clear, very thorough, you know, so that, but it's customized and personalized for them and their business and for their day, right? So maybe based on how I want to live my life, I don't want to be behind the computer all day. So then that's why I need to have one very specific strategy versus someone who may be able to get, you know, two strategies in place if they have a team or they want to spend more time working. So it just really depends on how you want your business to work and and not just something that's super cookie cutter. Oh, right. I bet you'd be really helpful to mom entrepreneurs so they don't have to go through all the the trial and error and learning it on the fly. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, that's why I started, you know, the mom, mom owned and operated was um, all based out of me isolating myself for the year of 2020, because that's when my sister passed. That's when I found out my second husband was not faithful. That's when I initiated the divorce with him. That's what, you know, like my whole life changed and then COVID hit and I'm over here trying to homeschool four kids. And, you know, I was like, I cannot function. So I really isolated myself. And then one day the name, the domain came to me, the name of the domain came to me. And I just said, that's great. Let me, now let me think about what I can do with this. And I always wanted to do a podcast. And so the first thing that I started with for mom owned and operated was the podcast. And I started interviewing people and doing the interviews with them. Then I added a business directory so that mom business owners can add their business to the directory for free. And then that way, if I'm talking to you, Lisa, and you say that you want help with a business strategy or something, then I can say, Hey, go to the directory and search for this person, Michelle. She's great. She, all her info is in there. You can connect with her there. Or if somebody just happens upon and they want to support another mom owned business, they can go there and find that. And so I'm trying to create these resources for other women and mom business owners so that they can do what they're, you know, to run their businesses in a way that's not like too much. And so um, just recently I launched a mastermind because like I said, having a mastermind was super pivotal for me in my business success. And so this mastermind is just based on accountability and goals. So there's a lot of goal setting in it and if there's even um, consequences. So if you don't hit your goal, what is your consequence? Like you set your own goals and you set your consequence. And if you don't hit your goal that month, then you have to hit your act. You have to do your own consequence. <laughs> so it's a way to really inspire and, you know, get people actually moving and activated. And, um, so I'm excited about that, but, um, yes. Yeah, so yes, I do, um, help other mom business owners, but that's, you know, kind of two separate things that I love. I like that. I was going to ask if you had any sort of mastermind or coaching program. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's really all I do as far as like group stuff, one-on-one stuff is over on my main site. And then right now I'm building a membership site called uh, marketing act marketing automated. And so then it is just, you know, courses and lessons on things that people can do in order to automate their business and make it run smoother. So 
Those are my three things and that's it. That's all I'm yeah. doing. <laughs> no, that, that is a wealth of support right there. Wow. And you have four kids. Yes. That's awesome. So the end this year, I'm going to get my kids involved in the business too, because they're old enough. Um, you know, you can hire your kids as employees. And as long as they have an actual job title and duties and things, you can actually have them as employees. And so in order to help them understand like being an entrepreneur and all of these other wonderful things, like give them a strong work ethic, but also that it can help um, create a retirement fund for them early and, you know, things that they can actually start getting established for them because I want to help them. I want to create some generational wealth, you know, for them because I definitely grew up in a very poor um, situation. So I don't want that for my kids. Right. Now that's exciting. That is, that's exciting. I, I bet if we speak three years from now, you'll be doing a lot more teaching other people mm -hmm. do that because I know even in personal development, you, if you don't have a history of being self-aware mm -hmm. and then you discover it and then then you want it for everyone. You want it for everyone right. you care about and your kids. And oh, can, is there a program like this for my kids? So, and definitely I have been looking into various retirement type projections and you just, you don't have to invest very much at all if you start early yeah, and as early as you're talking. Yeah. Wow. And put it in a Roth IRA. I'm just telling you. I know that is so exciting. <laughs> so when my sister passed, she didn't have life insurance. And so I immediately went and got life insurance because I didn't have it as a business owner. I was relying upon my spouse to provide all the insurance for me as most of us are. But then when you become single, it's not something that you think about because you, oh, well, once I get in a certain place, then I'll do it. Once I'm here, well, I don't need it. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it's, it becomes non-essential, but after she passed and I started to look like, okay, I didn't have insurance. Maybe other people don't have insurance either. And so what I found out and discovered when I was studying to take my life insurance exam, uh, cause I went and got my license as well. Um, was that you can do so much financially for yourself through life insurance. A lot of these huge corporations use life insurance as a wealth builder because there's ways for you to invest without tax um, penalties. And even now I could get my kids on a whole policy at their young age and they could get the best rates possible because they're young. Like the sooner that you start your, your life insurance policy, the better your rates are going to be. So, yeah, so I've learned so much in this little short time. And this is just, I'm always the type who's like, I'm going to go learn this. I'm going to learn that. I'm going to teach myself this. Like, look at me. I have this business. I taught myself all these things. And, you know, I didn't go and, you know, get a degree based on these things. And, you know, I'm, I'm good. Oh, yeah, you're doing great. <laughs> I think sometimes getting the certifications can be a distraction, kind of a deal delay you don't even realize you're delaying but mm -hmm. you just want one more rubber stamp but it's right. getting in there and doing it uh, that's where you really learn the most anyway well it's like the societal approval right like society right. says i have to do this so 
I must have to do this. So even if it means having a lot of student debt or that sort of thing. Yeah. Fewer people are buying into that these days. Thank you. Yeah. So what is one actionable tip you could give our listeners that could make their life better? Well, as I mentioned the journaling, but I also want to point out like the gratitude, like the daily gratitude practice, I think is super important, you know, focusing in on the positive things that are happening in your life. And so I have this, I used to have this thing where I would write down is a specific journal and, and I have it, I just don't use it anymore. But basically what it was is in the morning, you would write down uh, three things that you're grateful for. And then in the evening, there would be three additional things that you're grateful for. And the thing is, is that you can't repeat them. You, you're not supposed, you can't just every day be like, I'm grateful for my kids, right? Like, yes, I am grateful for my kids, but it really helps you to go deeper into what specifically you're grateful for and what is driving that gratitude. I love that. I've recommended that before, but I haven't done that in a while. That, yeah, I may take that back up because you're right. If you don't repeat, then you do have to dig deep, even on a day when things are not going well, you still have to come up with those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, for that. Um, yeah, it's, it can be challenging sometimes, especially if you're not having a great day, but just, I think helps you be more positive, especially in the negative situations, right? right? It's like, okay, yes, this was bad, but what was the good that came out of it? Mm-hmm. If you do that long enough, then your brain just automatically starts to reframe things because it's in the habit of you having to write those down. So it's a way of mm-hmm. teaching your subconscious to do it without you even really being aware of it. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Well, uh, what is the best way for listeners to contact you if they wanted to talk to you about doing a marketing map or getting to be part of your mastermind or otherwise? So I am at ritasuzanne.com is my main website. I'm also at mom owned and operated. And then I'm spending a lot of time these days in my Facebook group because I really am trying to give back more than I'm receiving. So I have uh, two of them. One is mom owned and operated. So that one is exclusively for mom business owners. And then I have another one called marketing automated. So that, and that one is for um, anybody who's interested in marketing and automation. Love it. Yeah. Okay. But you can find all these things on my website if like you can't, you know, if you have For sure. And I'll put those in the show notes also. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, I know you're busy. I really appreciate you taking time out uh, to join me today and help some more people. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure chatting with you and catching up. Likewise. All right. And to our listeners, until next time. Hey, before you go, I hope that you loved this episode. I would love it if you could do me two quick favors. First, make sure to subscribe to Next Level Woman. That way you will get notified when the new episodes are coming out. So definitely subscribe to follow us. The other thing that I would love for you to do is to join us in my Next Level Manifestation Facebook group. 
this is an awesome place off the podcast platform where you can ask questions. I do free trainings and share very helpful resources there too. You're going to love it. And it's a great place to also find other women who are going after big dreams and getting great results. Links are in the show notes or go to lisahart.com, L-I-E-S-A-H-A-R-T-E.com. E-S-A-H-A-R-T-E.com.